1: Welcome to Sunday Showcase.
2: The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended.
3: I'm Larry Groby with the Generic Radio Workshop. You got a few minutes? Could. You know, right after World War II, detective shows really exploded onto the radio airwaves. Every night on the networks, somebody was murdering or double-crossing somebody else, and our weekly hero was called on to crack open the case. Oh, there were there were thin ones, fat ones, saintly ones, devilish ones. Some who were cops some who worked well outside the law. (laughs) Actor Jack Webb was a fellow who played both insiders and outsiders, famously as Sergeant Friday on Dragnet starting in 1949, but just before that as Pat Novak for hire. Now, Novak was a down-on-his-luck, jack-of-all-trades, down-on-the-San-Francisco waterfront, someone who inevitably each week got tangled up with beautiful women and murder in shows that can best be described as radio noir. The Novak style sounded like a Raymond Chandler novel, but in fact was written by Webb's roommate, a future Oscar-winning screenwriter named Richard Breen. Now, our episode of Pat Novak is a new one, penned for us by retired Hollywood writer who is Got some pretty solid credentials of his own, Casey Keller. Welcome to Project Audion, Casey. This is great fun. Now, starting in the 1970s, you scripted a bunch of television shows. Love Boat, uh, Beekman's World, Who's the Boss, Cartoons, (laughs) uh, Lucille
4: Ball's (laughs) final series. Not the happiest time of my life, but yes. (laughs) Well, perhaps not, but still. Beekman's World was the happiest time of my life. That was the best, the one show that I still love to, to watch because it was genuinely educational, and it was genuinely hilarious, and we had great comic actors on it. In fact, I was just looking at some stills from it. Um, anyway, but uh, uh, Who's the Wasp was a good show, 227, uh, but The Little bought me my first house.
3: But none of these are hard-boiled, over-the-top detective shows. So was that part of the challenge you set yourself to
4: branch out i just love this writer's voice and i wanted to impersonate it and you know i love those old movies the old film movies the writing was so sharp and funny and jack webb was so wonderful with the writing the guy named bob breen who went on to win an oscar for writing the 1952 titanic movie um uh plus raymond burr and um, Tudor Owen, who if you look him up on Google, you'll say, oh, I know that guy. He was in a thousand movies you've seen. Um, and I can never tell if it's tongue in cheek or they're just trying to be film noir to the max or whatever it is. But it's just I just think it's a dynamite combination. I have all of them on my computer. By
3: 1949, Webb and Breen had worked together for a while and were well suited to each other. So Jack Webb went on to Dragnet,
4: and Breen went to the movies. He did. He, he and he, he worked with Webb a couple more times, but again, Oscar winner and I think three-time Oscar nominee. So he was a he was a damn fine writer. I I'd be very proud to 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 have his uh, works to have my name on his works. I know that writing and writing
3: for TV is is in your family history. Your father was a television writer. And I wonder if radio was in your history as well. As you were growing
4: up, radio was on its way down. Well, I'd be in the car next to my dad. We lived in Flushing, New York, and later New Rochelle. And um, we would be uh, listening to the radio. And I did hear a little Stan Freeberg i heard the the one with the hollywood palladium uh going out to sea and um um trying to think what else but i i oh a lot of gun smoke a lot of gun smoke because my dad loved that show he would come home from work and put it on and take a nap every every night so yeah i have heard Heard radio. And when I was little, I had one of those little crystal radios from Japan, the little it looked like a rocket ship. And you pulled the tip out to tune it. And well, first of all, I was like seven or eight. And it felt like really grown up to have my own radio. And you said you had to listen to an earpiece, your parents couldn't know you still so were listening uh after bedtime. So I listened to a lot of a uh, lot of stuff on that too. So, Casey, how did you
3: approach creating a new episode of Pat Novak for Hire?
4: You know, it all started. I wanted to write that first scene. That was I would have been happy to stop there um, because that was really the point of the show to me. The sexy woman coming into his office and the 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 cool dialogue and and everything. But um, eventually I had, to, I had to figure out a story. I had it like three quarters written and still didn't hadn't figured out the story because I'm not a mystery writer. Uh, sitcom stories are two acts. Um, one act, you make a mess. Act two, you clean it up. And um, Or they were in, when I was writing sitcoms, which is back when dinosaurs roamed the earth.
3: <laughs> Hang on. You're not a fossil yet. I- I'm hoping you're going to write some more for us.
4: Have you got something in mind for a future show? Well, again, unusual voices. So I, I'm thinking of Damon Runyon theater. I've actually been working on a story. I'm going to start with the story this time because those are really stories.
3: Yeah, he's the guy who did. Yeah.
4: Uh, he's the guy who did guys and got dolls. Exactly, and there was definitely a voice uh, there, or a style, a Runyon-esque style of speaking. Uh, nobody used the past tense and nobody used contractions. I do not see why you are saying that. I, I just... do not understand how they really talk that way, but they do. <laughs> but you know what?
3: It, it It's fun. It is fun. And this will undoubtedly be a completely different matchup of lowlifes and comedy. So we'll look forward to seeing what you come up with. Thanks, Casey. In the meantime, our Transcontinental Project Audion cast has nothing but praise for your current script. They're all waiting at the mics, so let's now let the audience hear our production of Pat Novak for Hire.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, the American Broadcasting Company brings to its entire network one of radio's most unusual programs. Pat Novak. For hire,
2: sure, I'm Pat Novak. For hire. That's what the sign out in front of my office says. At Novak for hire. Down on the waterfront in San Francisco, you live life on the installment plan. Miss a payment? They install you six feet under. So, I rent boats, do a few favors if they pay enough. Anything to keep me and the boats afloat. Yeah, it's dangerous, but no one gets off the planet alive. If you want to stick around longer, the trick is keeping your toes out of the meat grinder. I found that out Thursday night. I was sitting in my office, wondering how long a guy could live on canned ravioli, when a waft of perfume cut through the Chef Boyardee. It was a kind of scent that could turn a sapling into a sequoia. Then she followed it in. A dish so hot, you needed oven mitts to just look at her. She was decked out in a slinky chemise that clung to her like a boozer to a bottle. She had dark hair. Olive skin, and the kind of stare that went through your eyes and out the back of your head.
6: You Novak?
2: That's what it says on the sign.
6: Maybe we're born under a bad sign.
2: (laughs) No maybes about it. Still, that's how they tagged me. You got a name? Ulysses S. Grant. She held up a fresh new 50. Maybe me and the chef could take a few days off. I hear you do odd jobs. Depends how odd.
6: How about dropping off a car in North
2: Beach? What's the catch? No catch. Come on, sister. A half-C note to drive a car a couple of miles? There's gotta be a catch.
6: No. Just a straightforward business proposition.
2: Your name wouldn't happen to be Santa Claus, would it?
6: No. It's Hannah. Hannah Gordon.
2: So, uh, Hannah Gordon... Why don't you drive the car there yourself?
6: Maybe I'm not in the mood. Maybe the ashtrays are full. Look, if you don't want the 50, I can find somebody else. It'd be No.
2: Put it on the desk. I'll do it.
6: Okay. Here you go. Drop it off at 601 Vallejo corner of Grant and leave the keys on the visor.
2: As she turned to saunter out, there were a hundred things I needed to ask her. But with that view, I couldn't remember a single one.
0: 20 minutes later, I was cruising Vallejo
2: towards Grant. To the place car was an old beater, but it had the one on the thing I can't buy. Police since Mayor the war: new tires. Once again, our top
0: headline: police are still looking for the gang that robbed Bay Meadows Racetrack this afternoon. They killed a guard and got away with $70,000. That's the news. I'm Bill Larkin. And now, the Bay Area weather.
2: And have then, another chilly day just storm. my luck. A, a flat. Dirt. So Especially much really for the worrying. new tires. And the man. The car to the curb.
5: Just dusk.
2: I walked around and opened the trunk. There was the jack and the spare, and uh, a spare jack I hadn't counted on. Jack Silver. He was a hack burlesque comic I got out of a jam a few years back. He'd clown around and baggy pants and his trademark pork pie hat if he hadn't had it on i wouldn't have recognized him since there were holes shot through his head you could use to go bowling he and that stupid hat died on stage a hundred times but this was his final bow so decision time do the right thing or the smart thing the law said i should call the cops but that could mean trouble there was the body The car wasn't mine, and the new tires were probably Black Market. Don't ask me why. I dropped a nickel in the slot. must have been the Boy Scout in me. Yeah, get me Homicide.
5: Homicide? Detective Hellerman talking.
2: Hellman, it's Pat Novak. There's been a murder.
5: Who'd you kill this time, Novak?
2: Hellman, you're almost as funny as the Hindenburg. If he can wedge your keister out of that chair, the body's in the trunk of a 38 Chevy Coupe on Vallejo near Grant.
5: I'll be there in five minutes. And Novak, make sure you're there too.
2: Yeah, that'll happen. I knew if I stuck around, Hellman tried to pin the murder on me, if I wanted to stay out of prison, and to work fast and find the killer, and that Hannah girl. Maybe they were where Jack Silver worked, used to work, the Kearney burlesque. For a five spot, the stage manager let me in the stage door. I found the dressing room, and knocked. You decent?
1: No. Come
2: on in. I stepped through the door and saw more tassels than at my high school graduation.
1: What you looking for?
2: A little information.
1: Well, you ain't gonna find it there, mister. Our eyes. They're up here.
2: Uh, Any of you know a girl named Hannah Gordon?
1: Uh, Wasn't she the one with the doves? no you're thinking of brandy alexander gordon was the one with the glow-in-the-dark pasties uh uh-uh, uh that was crystal ball you're right hannah gordon danced with the big beach ball yeah she worked here a while back haven't seen her since
2: how about a guy called jack silver
1: where is that joke Louse missed the first two shows he
2: will probably miss the third Somebody put three bullets in his head.
1: <gasps> Is he dead?
2: They didn't do it to pierce his ears.
1: Well, I guess that's too bad.
2: Any idea who'd want him?
1: Almost any girl who works here. He had busy hands, know what I mean? Always squeezing the merchandise. Even when I didn't want him to. Anybody you tell Danny? Danny. Jack's brother.
2: Know where I can find him?
1: Just look for a bookie. He'll be standing right there next to him.
2: Likes the ponies, huh?
1: The ponies, the fights, the greyhounds. The guy would bet on the direction you twirl your tassels.
5: Police! You got a minute to cover yourselves, then I'm coming in. Hellman.
2: If he got his mitts on me, I'd be on my way to San Quentin faster than a seagull to a garbage dump. I tried waving my head no, but...
1: Come on in.
2: I saw the door to the fire escape and ran for it. Flew down the ladder and hit the alley just in time for a pair of gents to give me a friendly greeting.
5: Light boy you hold it.
2: Ah Nice. Your mother taught you boys to take turns. I get it, guys. You don't like me. What's this about?
7: It's about that stiff in the trunk, Novak. It don't concern you.
5: So don't go sticking that beak of yours where it don't belong.
7: If we have to tell you again, we might not be so nice about it.
5: Uh, wait. no, no, stop,
0: guys, no, stop.
2: They threw me in a garbage can and took off. I wanted to climb out, but I had to wait for the feeling to come back in my colon. Then I heard it. The sound of flat feet and cheap shoes.
5: Always thought I'd find you in a garbage can, Novak.
2: Hellman, you're not smart enough to find your own feet with a pack of
5: bloodhounds. I'm smart enough to see your future. And it's a short trial for the long walk to
2: the gas chamber. Come on, you got nothing on me. It wasn't my car, I don't have a gun, and nobody'd be stupid enough to call in a murder they just committed. Well, you, maybe. No you won't be
7: cracking wise
2: when they strap you into that gas chamber. I was up to my hubcaps in trouble and each spin of the wheels was putting me in deeper. So I looked up the only honest guy I know, an ex-doctor and world-class boozer named Jocko Madigan. Good guy. Until he fell into a bottle of rye and never bothered climbing out. He was at Tinghua, a little dive on the edge of Chinatown, where the drinks are cheap and the slow gin runs fast.
7: Chinatown, my Chinatown, where the lights are low, Jocko, hearts that know no other land, Drifting to and fro. Huh. Jocko! Oh! Patsy! <laughs> Come my fat joy! It's Chinese New Year. Uh, no, it's not. Well, it must be Chinese New Year somewhere. Here, let me get you a Singapore sling. Not now, Jocko. Yeah. I'm in a jam. <laughs> or maybe a lychee martini. How about a Shanghai surprise? It's on me. I'll pick up the Shanghai jack. Well, <laughs> stop with
2: the jokes, would ya? I need help. Some doll hired me to drive her car to North Beach. There was a body in the trunk and Hellman wants me for the murder. Ah,
7: it must feel good to be wanted.
2: Will you listen? A guy called Jack Silly taking a per dirt nap and they're trying to tuck me in next to him. Find out who killed him and you gotta help me.
7: Batsy, have you ever considered another line of work? I mean, you may not be cut out to be a perennial murder suspect. I mean, they they say if you find something you love, you never work a day in your life. Spare me. <laughs> Take me, for example. I used to be a doctor. Now, <laughs> I'm a drunk. I grant you the pay's not as good, but you meet a lot of interesting people and fall off a lot of interesting barstools. Hey, give me back my drink. <laughs> okay what do you need
2: find out what you can about a guy named danny silver got a bad gambling jones
7: sure you wouldn't rather have a mandarin my time jocko okay lover on my way
2: was nearly eleven when I got back to my apartment. I thought I'd heal my gut with an ice pack and a little first aid. Scotch first aid. I was hoping I'd hear from Jocko before I heard from Hellman. Instead, she came in. Hannah Gordon. The dark eyes, the dark hair, the perfume. 105 pounds of desire. And trouble.
6: Mr. Novak. Uh,
2: it's you. Got any more stiffs need chauffeuring around?
6: I didn't know there was a body in the trunk. Honest, I need your help.
2: Don't think so, sis. Last time I helped you out, I got an invite to the big queue for a gas chamber party. I've got money. If you don't mind, I'd rather keep breathing. It's one of my few good habits. I've got something better than money. Forget it. You played me once with that Hetty Lamar act. You really want my help? I'm desperate. Tell me who had you hire me to drive that car.
6: I would, but you'd never believe me. Try me. It was Jack Silver.
2: Right. Jack Silver. You're saying a dead man had you hire me?
6: He wasn't dead when he did it. He had to hide. These guys were after him and now they're after me. They've been through my apartment. I
2: barely got away.
6: Mr. Novak, I'm so scared. I don't know what to do. <laughs> well,
2: crying's always a good start. There's some scotch over there. Help yourself. Thanks. Hey, for me one too. So, why were these guys after him?
6: I don't know. It's something to do
2: with a horse his brother bet on, Bane Meadows. Danny, right? That's the brother's name. You think he had something to do with the murder? Danny? (laughs) If you put a gun in his hands, he'd need to change his shorts. Things are getting complicated. I needed time to think. Novak. Instead, I got Hellman. Put on your shoes. You're going downtown. Why, Detective Hellman, what a lovely surprise. Come on, let's go. Don't be a sap. I'm not the one you want. She hired me to drive that car.
5: All right, both of you. You're coming with me. He grabbed
2: Hannah by the arm.
6: Let go of me. I didn't do anything. Novak, tell him.
2: Sorry, doll. Stop fighting.
6: I'm not going to go. Look.
5: Look, we can do this the hard way, or we can do this the easy way.
6: But I didn't kill anybody.
2: Oh, she oh, was that's... a feisty cat. Give her that. Oh. She kept kicking oh. Helman in the shins. <laughs>
5: Ow! <No.
2: laughs> Need me to help you cuff her, Helman?
5: Oh. Stand back, Novak. Let a professional handle this.
2: While the professional turned around to cuff her, I beat it out the window.
5: Novak!
2: Nah, I didn't think she killed Silver. But with those thugs after her, I figure she'd be safe in the lockup. Mm. A while later, I snuck back into my flat and flopped into bed. I don't know if I was trying to sleep off the beating or the scotch. Either way, I didn't get very far.
7: Patsy! Patsy! Wake up! Jocko? <clears throat> oh, oh, what what time is it? It's time for you to wake up. Huh? Yeah, take a slug of coffee. <clears throat> That's not coffee! Sure it is. Irish coffee. (sighs) Did you find anything? Danny Silver has a big gambling problem. Bookies all over town are lining up to bust his kneecaps.
2: Anything I didn't know already?
7: Did you know he and Jack looked a lot alike? Twins? No, but definitely from the same cookie cutter.
2: Huh. So maybe some bookie thought Jack was his brother Danny.
7: That's what I'm thinking.
2: Great. Now all I gotta do is track down every bookie in San Francisco. I don't even know where to start.
7: Um, You could look in the yellow pages under bookies.
2: Wait a minute. Come on, let's go.
7: Back to Dingua for a little eye-opener?
2: No, to 750 Kearney Street. Where? The morgue. I hate morgues, Jocko. It's so cold in here you can see your breath when you breathe.
7: Batsy, that's how you know you don't belong in one of the drawers. What can I do for you?
2: For starters, you can turn on the heat. It's like a meat locker in here.
7: Eh, you
2: get used to it. Who do you want to see? What? Maybe too strong a word. I need to see what's left of a guy called Jack Silver. Oh, yeah.
4: Follow me. Hope you didn't have a big breakfast. This the guy?
2: Hard to tell with those holes in his head.
7: Mm, mm. Lateral penetrating cranial cerebral gunshot wounds to the frontal lobe. In English? Took one, right between the eyes. You a doctor? Uh, University of California, class of Art 9.
2: Yeah, but that was before he embalmed himself. Have you told the family? Not yet.
4: Gotta call his
2: brother. That's the worst part of this job. Worse than dealing with stiffs all
4: day? Eh, you get used to it.
2: Why don't you let me tell him? Why would you want to do that? I know the family. I, I don't know. Would you want to hear your brother died from some stranger on the phone? Guess not. So give me the address.
4: Sure you don't
2: mind. Eh, I'll get used to it. I dropped Jocko off at a little bar he knew. Not many bars he didn't know. And I made for the Mission District. The apartment was near Folsom in 23rd. Yeah? Uh, Package for apartment 3G.
0: Something? Okay, come on up.
2: Those were a lot of stairs to drag myself up after the beating, the scotch, and the sleepless night. I finally made it, and there, waiting on the landing, was Silver. Only it wasn't—only it wasn't Danny Silver. It was Jack no, Novak. What, what? What are you doing here? Shouldn't I be asking you that, Jack? You're supposed to be in a drawer at the morgue.
0: Yeah, that's a long story.
2: I like stories. Let's hear it.
0: I don't have time.
2: Make time.
0: Okay. Uh, Might as well come in.
2: I stepped through the door of the apartment, and there were the goons from last night. The ones who used my guts for a speed bag. They gave me their usual hello.
5: (laughs) Ah, Good to see you guys, too. What's wrong with you, Novak? Don't you speak English.
4: Maybe he don't hear so good. Ah, Ah, I
2: know I don't feel so good.
4: Novak, didn't
0: anybody ever tell you curiosity kills the kitty cat?
2: No. Guess I missed school that day.
0: Too bad. Cause now you're the cat, and we're gonna put an end to that curiosity of yours. Hold him, guys. Go! So long, Patsy!
2: Uh, Uh, Uh. uh. He threw a punch like Joe Lewis with a horseshoe in his glove. Then, lights out. I came to in the dark. My knees were pressed against my chest. I could hardly move and I didn't know where I was until I heard the motor and smelled gas fumes. I was in a car trunk and looked like I was headed back to the morgue. Only this time, as a customer, I groped around in the dark for something, anything I could use as a weapon.
0: This place looks okay. Pull in behind those trees. Okay, boss.
2: I finally found something. Looks like I was gonna bring a tire iron to a gunfight.
5: Okay, Novak. Get out. You know you got a hole in your muffler?
2: No lifted me out, but they didn't notice the tire Not until too late. I was swinging that thing like Joe DiMaggio in the World Series. If I wanted to see tomorrow, I had to bat a thousand. Must have been my lucky day. If you can count any day, you get beat up twice as lucky. And the dust settled. The score was Novak one, Silver nothing. The goons were out cold on the ground. Jack was on the ground, too, but still conscious. I stood over him, holding the iron like a Louisville slugger. I was about to step up to the plate.
0: No, Mac, don't.
2: Why not? You killed your brother tried to kill me.
0: It was nothing personal.
2: Right. You mean like this is nothing
0: personal. Look, he was at the track when we knocked off the Brinks truck...
2: He saw us, and he wouldn't shut up about it. So you shut him up for good. Then you tricked Tana Gordon to help me get rid of the body. Good thing she wasn't home when your goons tried to shut her up, too.
0: Look, Novak, how about we deal? You, you can have a quarter of the take. Heck, hey, if those guys don't make it, we'll split
2: it 50-50. Forget it, Silver. I have a hard enough time looking in the mirror without being a criminal.
0: You're a chump, Novak. A
3: loser.
2: I was about to swing on him when that cop showed up.
3: Stop. Hands up, everybody. You. Drop the tire iron.
0: Thank God you're here, officer. This guy was gonna kill me. These are the
2: guys who did the... Brink's robbery. Don't listen to him. He, he, he's crazy. Yeah, I'm crazy. But he's a liar. Well,
3: wanna use a liar. And since I don't know which one, I guess we're all going down to the station house. Guess again, copper.
2: Silver pulled out his gun and started blasting. Good thing he was seen double from the tire iron massage I gave him. He couldn't shoot straight. I tackled him to the oh. pinned him to the ground.
0: Oh back, you shark!
2: We could have had a deal! Sorry, Jack. You're gonna have to make your deal with the district attorney. Jocko had it figured wrong. It wasn't some bookie who killed Jack Silver. (laughs) It was Jack Silver who killed his brother, Danny. Then he put his trademark hat on the body and stuffed his ID in his pocket. It was dark when I saw the corpse in the trunk. That made it easy to mistake one brother for the other. Especially with those holes in his head. So, Danny the Gambler's gone. There'll be a lot of bookies crying at that funeral. Poor guy. Only luck he ever had was bad. What were the odds of him being at the track when his brother robbed that Brinks truck? About the same as Quasimodo getting a date with Rita Hayworth. Jack and his buddies are in San Francisco General getting fixed up all nice and healthy so they can strap them in the gas chamber. And Hannah Gordon? Hellman had to let her go. Turns out, there's no law against picking a loser for a boyfriend.
5: American Broadcasting Company has just brought you Pat Novak, For Hire, starring Jack Webb. Jocko Madigan is played by Tudor Owen. Inspector Hellman is played by Raymond Burr. Be with us again next week when most of these same ABC stations will bring you Pat Novak, For Hire. This program came to you transcribed from Hollywood. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.
3: been listening to Project Audion's new version of Pat Novak for Hire. Heard in this show were Pete Fernbach in West Virginia, who played Pat Novak. Tom Conkle in California was Jocko Madigan. T. Quillen in Tennessee was Inspector Hellman. Joanne Kerman in California played Hannah Gordon. Julie Hubberson in Washington State was one stripper. And Donna Patton in Tennessee was the other. Kim Titus, from Texas, played Jack Silver. Lothar Tuppen, in California, was the announcer and one of the goons. Bob Mills, in Los Angeles, played the other goon. Casey Keller, also in L.A., was the coroner and also the writer of this tribute. Meanwhile, in Texas, I'm Larry Groby, who produced, directed, and handled the sounds. We hope you enjoy our radio recreation podcasts. Do subscribe so that you never miss a monthly episode and visit the Project Audion website where you can sign up for news about upcoming shows and let us know how we're doing. On behalf of our entire talented Project Audion gang, thanks for listening.
2: my help
6: I'm desperate
2: tell me who had you drive me to that drive tell me who had you drive me to tell me who had you drive me sorry
3: (laughs) tell her who
2: no wait (laughs) it's it's Abbott and Costello in one line
5: Uh (laughs) hey Billy why do you look so down Ha ha ha! There is Daddy O! Who are you? I'm Dr. Mary von Roxbrockett, host of the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour. And now there's Yeah Twisted Pulp magazine! <laughs> What's that, Doctor? Why, it is a return to greatness! Available on all your digital devices. That is what it is. Look!